welcome to another episode of the Pure Dead Gaming Afterlife and our second Games Revisited episode. For those of you that don't know, I am Jessica and joining me today is Pure Dead Craig. Hello. Hello. We have Donnie. Hello. And today our very special guest and the creator of the Pure Dead Gaming Game Club is Callum. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Nice to be here. How is everyone? Apart from sweating, I'm pretty good actually. Yeah, it's really fucking warm, and we're we're sort of backing onto a window where the sun is like beaming through, and it's I feel like I'm about to start cooking here. <laughs> I mean, you're a big fan of the sun anyway, so I fucking love it. <laughs> Absolutely fucking love it. Yeah, the concern for me, granted, I was out the office today, but when working, I'm a wee bit concerned about my kit, my con, like my computer and stuff getting too hot. Hmm. Yeah. Is, it that, is it that hot? Well, maybe actually. My phone turned off due to overheating in the van a couple of weeks ago. Did it? Uh, wow. um, yeah, I've had that when I was using my phone as a sat nav. Yeah. No, too hot. Off. I had the heat from the sun, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, that is the one way you could probably do less, Jess, if, you're, if your laptop did just pack in. <laughs> I'm just going to crack on with uh, what we're talking about here fu- before you <laughs> you're fucking say running, something you regret. Uh, you're running out of excuses for yeah. ways to do less here, and I think I feel like this is your, you setting the scene for, <laughs> you, for your eventual downing of the tools. Yeah, what is? Spe- speaking of, by the way, just before we push on, I've got one, I've got one thing that happened in the last two days. Right? Oh, God. Uh, it does involve me going to buy a sandwich, but uh, I, was in a, <laughs> I, was in a, I was in a garage, right, in soul coats, which you can imagine the scene junkies everywhere and uh, I was at the I was at the till just to try to pay and all of a sudden this guy walks in and he's like oh he's my crutch and everybody's like what and then the guy behind the counter was just like here it is and gave it to him and he like snatched it off the guy and then stormed out and I was like what was that about and he was like the guy's an absolute rocket he says he was in here 20 minutes ago limping it says and all of a sudden after he paid for his stuff he just walked out quite the thing he'd clearly forgot he had a limp he says and, <laughs> he says and we sat there and watched him walk up the road like there was like there was nothing wrong with him he says he's obviously get back to the house and somebody said to him and he's had to come fucking down here with his tail between his legs and then he, he limped he limped sick. after that after he got his crutch he limped back out Fucking worst! I thought his social worker was looking or something. I'm sure there's a still life. I saw that that's in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, me. You are then. It was unbelievable. We fucking Ned. Okay, so for Afterlife, each month we will bring you a deep dive into a past game, giving our impressions and thoughts. In month one, we brought you Naughty Dogs, The Last of Us, and this month we are delighted to talk about Quantic Dreams, Detroit Become Human. As I mentioned, Callum suggested we start a game club within our Discord, basically a book club where we play so many chapters or levels of a game and talk about it each week. So it made sense that the first game would feature on Afterlife as we unpick it together. We'll assume if you're listening, then you have at least played or know of the game, but just for a sort of summary, Detroit Become Human Human is an action-adventure narrative-based game where you, the player, take on the roles of three androids, each with their own unique narrative storyline. Written and directed by David Cage, Detroit was six years in the making and released two positive reviews and similar positive commercial success. Detroit Become Human went on to sell 3.2 million copies in the first year, 
5 million by year two and 6 million copies by year three, making it Quantic's biggest game to date. Um, okay, so yeah, so before, obviously, this was picked for the Game Club game this month, had any of you played it before? Yes, I had. Uh, and you, you hadn't either, Donny, no? No, no, no. Um, to be, apart from Heavy Rain, I haven't played any narrative games at all, so I was a complete newbie. Yeah, I've, I've always liked these type of games, like any sort of narrative-heavy games, like the Telltale ones and stuff like that, I always jump on straight away. So uh, I'd played all their... Well, sorry, no, I hadn't. I'd played most of their previous games to date. So I played Heavy Rain when it first came out. I played Beyond Two Souls when it first came out. And then this on... I think I actually got it through the post, like the day before launch. And so I was like wiring into it, like the day before it came out. Um, but I hadn't played their first game, which I can't even remember the name of now. It's a sort of similar game. It came out on the PlayStation 3. In fact, it might even have been the PlayStation 2. Yeah, because Heavy Rain was 3, wasn't it? So it probably would be Yeah, it might have been the PlayStation 2, because they do famously take quite a while to make their games. Ages. But but yeah, no, I've always enjoyed their their games. I really enjoyed that again. No, for me, it was just just complete fresh, went in... Completely kind of open-minded, no prejudice against it. It's been so long since Heavy Rain, I've kind of forgotten most of it anyway. So, um, Apart from the yeah, shower scene. Apart from the shower scene. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, just completely fresh. And it was, um, I'm glad I did because it's made me want to go back and play more and try more of these types of games, like, for example, uh, The Quarry, um, Until Dawn, things like that. So, yeah, it's actually been a... An eye-opening experience for me. Definitely. What were you, what were you Cal? Yeah, I was similar. I'd played Heavy Rain a few years back, and yeah, I enjoyed it, but didn't really think anything of it. But when we got the new PS Plus Extra thing, I was sort of flicking through a list of games and saw, oh, they try it. I wouldn't mind playing that. So when it came up a Game Club, yeah, happy days. Worked in well. Indeed. Yeah, it was almost like a perfect game for it, wasn't it? Just with the chapter, Aye. like the chapter breakdown, and able to easily like section it off per week and stuff like that. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. it's worth a treat. Yeah, it's funny you said that, Carl, about it being on PS Plus because obviously it's it's been on PS Plus since the PS Five launch, even before the new scheme, and I'd never even been tempted then at all, or with Until Dawn. It was one of the monthly games a couple of years back, right? But I, th- I think it might have been, yeah. Or I mean, I think we did get it. But I didn't get it at the time, so it was only when we got the new service in June that it sort of became available to me anyway. It's obviously still on PS4. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay, so obviously it is a very narrative-driven game, so what we're going to do for this episode, I guess, is just go chapter by chapter, share thoughts, insights, things we liked, things we didn't like, etc. So... Yeah, as the the game opens, the first few chapters introduce us to our three protagonists. We have Connor, we have Marcus, and we have Cara. And for Connor's chapter, we see him performing a hostage negotiation. Marcus is buying paint for his master, and Cara is being taken home by Todd and cleaning up. So what do we think of the opening for each of the characters? I thought it set the scene well. Like, it introduced you to... There were three quite short scenes, but they set, They did a good job of setting the scene as to where each of these characters came from and what their role was in the sort of android sphere, mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah. 
Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and I, I thought kind of Connor's chapter I thought was a really good intro because it was really tense and as well. And as someone like me that's not got experience of these type of games, not knowing what I have to do or what I'm looking for, it was that added, I suppose, to tension for me, not knowing how this was going to play out. Um, and I thought kind of Marcus's first chapter was pretty interesting because pretty quickly it set the scene for what the game was about and what the what the metaphor was, which for me obviously was 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 showed like segregation and things. It was clearly obviously a, a, a dig at kind of black history in America and it just smacked you over the face with it, which I thought was just perfect David Cage, wasn't it? You know, not no subtlety there at all. Yeah, it's a recurring yeah. theme, isn't it? Not very subtle, yeah. but effective. But mm-hmm. I liked Connor's scene because it, it introduced the mechanics that you're going to use a lot with the Connor. And I also got the, I got the feeling that, oh, it matters what I do here. Like when you're negotiating with an android, like, oh, I could fuck this up. And, you know, a little girl might die. You know, he got that kind of sense from it straight away. I take it, see, in the Connor scene, I, like, I totally agree with what you both say. Like, I really liked that. And like throughout the game, I, I loved all the Connor sort of investigation type stuff. I, I really like those type of games. But um, did all of you save the little girl? Yeah. Yes. I lied. Yeah. I lied to, to, to do it, though. I think I did as well. I'm trying to think now. I, see, I think that is a scene that I have went back and played a couple of times because I'm sure when I first played the game, I, I saved the wee girl and I was like, I wonder if she can die. I don't think she can. Can she not? From what I read, I don't think so, but you can negotiate. And you can make more of an arse of it though, can't yeah, you? Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's, like, there's a good outcome in like one when it's like... Because I, I, like, certainly when I played it this time, my, my corner saved him I think he shot the android and then just walked away like an absolute boss yes like yeah. he didn't even show any like emotion obviously he wouldn't I suppose to the wee girl like he just shot the android grabbed the wee girl sat her down and just walked away like a, like some sort of like James Bond ah, see, character I, I, I talked him down and he let her go and then a sniper shot the deviant and then just like you Connor just went meh I'm away and just fucking walked off you know? <laughs> Yeah, his sniper took me in out as well after I lied to him. Ah, right. I see, I'd found that there was a gun underneath, I think it's the dining table. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I'd used that to shoot ah, right. uh, to shoot him in the head. And he just, like, it's almost like I've seen it at a Western. He just, like, straight out, bang! Bang! And then he just grabs the wee girl, sits her down, and he's like, well, that's me fucking done. I'm away for some <laughs> blue blood. <laughs> But no, I thought it, thought it was really cool. It's a good. It did a really good job of setting it up. Like you say, like you you saw that Connor was like no nonsense, and he just wanted to achieve his mission yeah. and fuck everybody else. Uh, he would be nice because he was programmed to be, but he didn't really give a fuck. And yeah. then you had like Kara, who you were just finding out had been like pieced back together because that guy's an absolute knob and then you had marcus who i thought even from the very beginning you saw that he had more personality about him and like i thought like and so carl the guy who was his i suppose owner like he sort of tried to you could tell he was trying to like bring out more within him which i thought was i thought it was like a nice a a cool just i yeah because he got to paint right yeah, yeah, that I I think I've pushed on a wee bit more by mistake. I've rolled right. into one, but right. yeah, it's how it flows. I... It's how it flows, mate. It's all good. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, I mean, speaking of that, I mean, obviously, we'll, 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 
regarding kind of um, Carl, his his master, I suppose, is, is kind of role. I, I really liked that relationship because what I liked was Carl, although he saw Marcus as an android and as his servant, he didn't treat him like a servant as such you know there was there was a relationship there was a bond there that you could clearly see you know they had conversation um they obviously you know in the next chapter like you said um carl gets him to paint a picture so he clearly sees something that he's not just a machine that's just making coffee for him there is there's more to that relationship so i really like that it's a shame we didn't get to see more of uh, more of carl plus as well lance henriksen was amazing as well covering him doing the the, the voice and the um and the mock-ups I mean, it's a total contrast to Cara, right? Because Cara's just like, she's a, she's a commodity. She's a product. She's a thing. And mm-hmm. Todd can knock shit out of her and do whatever he yeah. likes because he's, you know, he's bought her. Yes, yeah. Yeah. You get, impre- you get the impression that Cara has seen things that she cannot unsee. Don't <laughs> yes. you? Like, she's, yeah. she's had a rough time. Yeah. In, well, in more ways than one, I think. Aye. Well, well, the fact, obviously, she's the first to become deviant and very, very quickly, you know, it's chapter seven where obviously that's that's kind of where her story goes, and she instantly breaks out of that out of that lock. So you can see, yeah, you're right. I think it's you know clearly been pushed too far, too many times, and it's all kind of came to this point where obviously has to just you've got to decide whether you let Todd do his thing or you go and save poor little Alice. Yeah, definitely. And see, it was interesting. See what you're saying about. Um the relationship between Caro and Marcus, like you really got the impression that it was the son he didn't have, but wanted like, mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, my son's a total fucking bell end. Yeah. And uh, this guy's much better. <laughs> I would yeah. rather just, I'm just going to sort of try and phase the real son out because he's, a, he's just trouble and I can mold this guy mm-hmm. and that'll be, that'll be grand. Yeah. Almost quite literally phasing him out as well as we see, isn't it? So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did um did you see on the on the, the partners chapter with with obviously Connor and, and obviously when you first kind of meet Hank, did you kind of did you solve everything pretty easily like finding the Android in the, in the attic? What did you think about that kind of whole investigation scene? Yeah, I mean. I- I I got through it, yeah. I, I mean, see, the thing is, like, I'm I find it a little bit difficult to sort of with some of these to like remove myself from it because when it came to that scene, I think the first time I played it, I did sort of cut about that house for a while, been like, where the fuck am I supposed to go? But like when I played it this time, like that was one of the scenes that I really remembered, so I almost knew what I was doing, and I was able to do it quite efficiently, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But, like, I did think it was interesting, unless I did something completely different from everyone else, you you don't have a choice but to reveal the android. Right. I don't think, because I certainly didn't have the choice to, um, I mean, there's two options, but both of them are to turn the guy in, yeah. uh, and, and mine certainly, and I thought that was an interesting take, because I, when I went up into that attic, I was like, oh, I want to let this guy go. Were but you, really? That's what I was thinking. Were you? But, oh, okay. I, but at the same point, it was like, I, I thought it was almost, if that is the way it was, obviously, because it's so choice-based that I'm not sure, like, I thought it was clever that it didn't let me do that, mm-hmm. because it was saying, right, you're getting choice, but at the same point, we know what Con- Connor is at the moment, and he, yes. he wouldn't do that, so Correct. you're not getting that choice. Yeah, yeah. Nice to know you'd let a murderer go, by the way. Nice. <laughs> Probably you long enough. <laughs> I enjoyed that chapter. Yeah, I, I caught the guy, but I was, try, I was trying to. I mean, I was consciously, yeah, he's a, Connor's a policeman, he should be doing this and catching the bad guy, and, well, the so-called bad guy. 
Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I enjoyed I did um Greg's I cut about the house, investigated everything I possibly could. Finding like there was a like, weak and altar thing in the bathroom or something. That yeah, yeah, I've been like drawing stuff on the wall. That's that was kinda cool because I was I was enjoying the vesc- investigating side of things. Yeah. Was I the only one that got um, vibes from the film Seven with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman? Oh no, totally straight away. It had yeah, to be. Like, there had yeah. to be an influence of that. Absolutely, yeah. Glad I wasn't the only one. It's been too long since I've seen that film. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> a thing about it. <laughs> yeah, the no. I, the head in the box. Yeah, no. I, I definitely got that vibe from it, but I, I'm surprised. So neither of you thought I, I gave a thought to wanting to let that guy go. I know, no, he was a, I, I know he was a murderer, but he'd been attacked <laughs> multiple times. Yes, but you've still got to take the guy in and question him. You can't just go, nay, bother, pal, I, I, I figured this out, self-defence. Oh, that's, that's not how fucking democracy works and, and how the justice system works. You've still got to take him in. Aye, but you've got to realise that <laughs> no. what's going to happen. Like, no. There's, there's no way he was getting out of that. No, you're, you're a cop. You've got to take him in. <laughs> <laughs> But the big question is, did any of you, what did you do next with, with, um, with Cara, Alice, Todd? I shot the fucker. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah, I shot Todd. <laughs> Went straight for the gun. Same as me. But I, th- I think the route I took, the gun wasn't an option. Like I, So when I got Alice, I ran and hid in Todd's bedroom. And then he ran by to go to Alice's bedroom. And then I went down the stairs and it was like a frantic sort of quick time event for unlocking the door and making a run for it. So I never had the gun in my possession at any point. Had you found it when you were tidying up earlier? Because I think you have to find it when you're cleaning Todd's room. Uh, I don't think... Uh, oh, wait, no, I did actually. Yeah. I think just when I, went into, when I went into Todd's room, all I did was hold the button to like peer through the little gap. So I think maybe, do you have to go and pick up the gun at that point? Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. I, uh, uh, sorry, in, in the, when, you're, when you're tidying up in the, in the last chapter, you just find the gun and that's it. But in the actual chapter that is Stormy Night, when you save Alice, you have to actually go into his bedroom, pick up the gun, and then go into Alice's room with the gun. Ah, uh, right. See, I just, so I went into Alice's room, told her we were leaving, and then you heard him screaming. I ran out the room, went into Todd's room, probably self-subconsciously going to get the gun and then when I went in there there was an option to like hold L1 so you could get a certain camera angle and I was just I just watched Todd go by and I was too busy like holding there to make sure the coast was clear and then making a run for it right okay so you you, so you you didn't kill him you snuck out snuck out and then got on the bus and when you the bus drove by she he's outside screaming get back here okay I see Ah. Does Todd ever come back into the story later on after that then? Seems he survives. No, no, but you do. There is a point where you see him on TV being interviewed and uh, he mentions, obviously this will make more sense later when we get to it, but he mentions about the android running away, but he, he doesn't really mention that much about the daughter. I think it is sort of mentioned, but he, he, it's more about him being interviewed saying, I, my, my fucking cleaners went rogue. Rather <laughs> rather than going, somebody stole my daughter. Someone kidnapped my daughter that he doesn't aye. give a fuck about, yeah. Aye, priorities, mm. eh? <laughs> exactly, aye. He's just happy for a free house. <laughs> yeah, so then we kind of push on to chapters 8, 9, 10. So in 
broken. We find Leo trying to steal Carl's painting, presumably for drugs, because he's that kind of guy. <laughs> As Connor, we interrogate the suspect if we found him in the attic and partners. And lastly, Cara and Alice are fugitives. And we need to find some shelter for them, because don't want to be out there in the wild. <laughs> no, you, you do not. No. So I was interested, when we were, obviously we discussed this game on the Discord throughout uh, playtime, and I think I had something different, quite different from what you guys had, or certainly the majority had. You, there was a lot of people speaking about how the sun was still alive at the end of this. Was that was that you guys? No. So well, I, I thought I killed him because I shoved him over and he banged his head and he just kind of went. Ugh. But yeah, in but then he comes right at this end of the game. He comes back in. And he leaves a voicemail for for Carl. So oh, I didn't kill him, obviously. But I just assumed I did for the time. Ah, right. okay, right, okay. So I played the obedient android and I did what Carl said and obeyed and didn't fight back and let Leo bitch slap me, which wasn't easy, by the way, being a good yeah. boy. And Carl has a heart attack and dies, and you, as Marcus, get the blame for it. But at the right. end of the game, Marcus, in my playthrough, goes to visit Carl's grave, and Leo walks by going to visit his grave as well, and he gives you like a little, not a, not a nod, but he gives you like a look as if to say, sorry, bro, type of thing. Carl doesn't die for me. He's there. I see. I had I had the same as you, Callum. Like I, because I, I, I pushed him down, and he's he's sort of like he just. It sounds like his neck snaps, and then you've got Carl going, "Get out of here, Marcus! Get out! You need to go." And you're thinking, "I, I know I need to go," but he keeps staying there, and then he gets fucking dunted by the police. I think when they come in. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what avenue you choose, there the next chapter when he comes back from the dead is the same. Regardless, it's, it's still the same storyline. So that that your choice doesn't change anything, really. I don't think. Or right, anything okay. significant, should I say? Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did you? <laughs> so, um, I, so how did you handle the interrogation? I fucked up. I misread what it said. I thought you had to lower his stress, not have his stress sitting at a certain percentage. So in the end, the boy gave his confession because I lowered his stress, and then he fucking stole a cop's gun and shot Connor in the head. <laughs> I could not have fucked that up anymore if I tried. <laughs> yeah, so it didn't go well. But I've got the confession, so that's what matters. That's true. Especially <laughs> you've got like nine lives. What about you, Callum? What happened? You, were you in there? I'm trying. I got the confession. Um, he didn't shoot me, so that was good. I can't remember what else happened there. But yeah. I think, yeah, you can either. I think the, the FBI guy comes in, does he not? The dickhead cop comes in. Yeah, that's and, right. I, and and I, you can. I defended the Android source. I told the boy, the boy to back off because he would self destruct. Yeah. So then you right, see yeah. him again later on in the police station, but he, all, he always kills himself later on. Yeah, I, th- I think I, I think Connor says to him something like, uh, "Just if you just leave him alone, he'll come peacefully." Yeah, and, yeah, and like yes. he goes out, but it's that dickhead cop man. Every time he appears, you're just wanting to slap him, aren't you? He's just mm-hmm. what an absolute penis of a man he is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he plays the role well because that's obviously what he's meant to do. But he just every time he comes on the screen, I'm just like, "You're needing a slap," and it, and and instantly there's somebody on the screen saying that guy's needing a slap as well. Mm-hmm. So it's really driven home. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Again, not so, subtle. No. no, no. That's David Cage, though. He just he isn't overly subtle. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's sometimes why. 
people have a bit. I mean, people don't like David Cage, so that's a lot mm-hmm. of why they've got an issue with his games. But as well, I think he does have a sort of thing in him where when he's got a narrative, he wants to make sure that the people in the fourth row get it. Yeah. Yeah, the problem is is that I'm not going to slag someone off for for their writing. I'm not exactly a fucking writer myself, but as we'll kind of as I'll point out later on, I just feel as though like it's everything that he does or says in this, it's just beaten with a stick to the point that you might as well just write it on the screen what he's trying to convey rather than have you interpreting it in 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 a in a sort of evidential way but no it has to be so in your face and so obvious it's like ugh, and it's just yeah it's just it's just a usual trope i think um i just i I found that a little bit tedious at times and just like you said there with the cop there's always that arsehole cop isn't there you know there's always got to be that kind of guy yeah i think that's absolutely true i think he largely gets away with it because the story is fucking cool and it's presented so well and it draws you in and you enjoy the world and Mostly the characters quite engaging, so yeah, mm-hmm. it isn't it isn't subtle, but it 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 works, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Like, like you both say, I mean, it's it's definitely not subtle. You get the impression that he maybe doesn't trust his audience to figure stuff out for themselves, um, which he should because well, he's selling in America, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> but I mean, his his games are aimed at adults. Like, see if it was like if he was he was dealing with less serious tones you'd be like all right maybe you think there's gonna be 10 year olds playing this but like this kind of game this kind of game's only gonna appeal to adults i would have thought yeah yeah it's like segregation on buses what could that mean i know when they're all at the back of the bus i know and it's like even later on when when some of your choices with marcus you know like one of the lines you can choose are just direct quotes from martin luther king it's like really you couldn't (laughs) have left that out you had to go there you know (laughs) <laughs> see the one thing I would say though, like, and I was talking to Jess about this a week, maybe last week or something like that, was although it is so far, like, it's so clearly that that's what they've done. Mm-hmm. You could see it happening that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I do think if we come into a world where maybe cyber life, it's probably going to be Facebook right enough that make start making all these androids, and this did happen, I think it would be history repeating itself, and it would play out in a similar way. Like, I just think people are idiots and don't learn from mistakes. And I don't know, like, although it was obviously very tropey and it was very, oh, I can see where he's lifted that from, I also sat there and went, aye, but I could actually see it happening mm-hmm. that way. Yeah, yeah, I agree totally. Yeah. yeah. That's a problem, you know, let's be honest here, people suck, you know. And know. Um, if someone takes something a year or something you want, that's, that's the thing. Because a common theme throughout this entire story and a common thing that a common thing that you saw the androids doing was all manual labor jobs isn't it it's all blue collar jobs they call it in america and the minute you take those away that's it you know and it was it was a common theme of showing you every time you saw a worker he was always doing he was digging the ground or he was mending this it was always you know blue collar jobs so mm. yeah that's exactly what happened the minute you take those away riots you know yeah, as soon as you saw the bin menu, you were like, guaranteed they're androids, and they were. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so they were. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, again, it's, it's blatant. It's uh, the, the lack of subtlety, but it was still effective regardless. Hmm. Where did you sleep? Where did you and Alice sleep? I went to the house. Went, I, I went to all the other ones first, but then I met an android outside the house, and I think that seemed to be kind of an interesting option. Oh, aye. Yep, I did, this, I did the same. What was it called again? can't remember. Oh, he kept saying Ralph, he kept saying so Ralph. Ralph, yes. Right. 
Yeah, he kept he kept he kept saying his own name. Ralph's happy you're here because right, at first yeah. he's at first he's got a knife to Alice, and you managed to kind of talk him down. And he's like, "Oh, I'm so happy," and he wants to play like happy families, but he's clearly utterly mental. Uh, he tries to he tries to feed Alice. Was a rat or a cat? Or That's something. right. Yeah. Uh, he cooks like a dead, it's like a possum or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, the, the little child will eat this now. The little child will enjoy this. And she's like howling and greeting, going, I'm not eating that, I'm not eating that. Humans eat dead animals. Oh, he was, uh, he was dangerous. Uh, see, I stayed in the motel. Oh, I, right. I had a comfy bed for the night, yeah. So <laughs> um, you went to the motel and it said no androids. You're like, oh, fuck. But also you needed $40. So I kind of had to walk around and I found a laundromat. And you can kind of walk around, have a little look out, and you can. There's a guy sleeping, and you can steal his clothes, which Alice doesn't like. She loses, like you know, you, you know the top right in this whole game where you get like your relationship status. You could say mm-hmm. Alice actually goes down just like because you fucking stole. But what can you do? So I still need the money. So I walked across to the store, and you've got a choice. You can either you can ask the guy for money, he tells you, well, no, or you can take your gun out that you've still got from Todd, and you can you can point the gun at him and, and right. hold him to run, and you can give you money. I didn't want to do that. I thought nah, because that's going to create trouble. So if you go to the back of the shop, I found like cans, like as in like like soup cans, and you can get Alice to knock them over, create a distir- create a, a distraction, and go and rob the fucking till. So that's what I did. Um, again, Alice loses fucking respect for you. By the way, I'm giving you a warm bed, you ungrateful shit. And then <laughs> strolled right into the motel because that guy you stole his clothes. You've got a hat on, so it covers the, the you know like the blue thing that you can conveniently remove. Yes. Um, so you pass as a human, and you get a comfy bed for the night. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I pulled the gun out, and, but before she did it, she told Alice to go out of the shop. So Alice didn't know exactly what was going on. She was she was suspicious. She was like, "What are you doing mm-hmm. when you come out? How did you get that money?" But she didn't actually see you rob. Ah, okay. Yeah, it's interesting how many different ways that can go. Then, because you, yeah. I, I believe you do have the option to sleep in the car as well, yeah. don't you? Yeah, yeah, that was your three options, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I I think the first time I played it, I slept in the car. I think because that yeah. seemed really familiar to me. But I've never seen the scene where you're in the hot, where you're in the getting a warm bed. Well, seen you fucking pulled that off. Absolutely, oh, aye. I'm not sleeping in a fucking car. I'm sleeping in a hobo house. I've got class, me. Does it make any difference the next day though? Because it does. Yeah, Hank and Connor come sniffing, don't they? Yes, it definitely does the next day. Um, so how did you escape then? Did you still have to... And so I think you look the same as me, Callum, but in the morning uh, we know, when you get up, you notice that um, Hank and Connor are nearby. Then they come to this house and they try to get in. You make a run for it and then you take over as... You sort of play both characters. You yeah. go between Cara and Connor and you have to cross the road like a game of Frogger. Yes, yes. Or a game of Frogo. Or Frogo, eh? Frogo. For me, um, Ralph covers for Alice and Cara hide somewhere. Oh, um, nice. Under the stairs or something. They hide like, in the house somewhere and Ralph covers. And then when I'm controlling Connor, I'm supposed to find him. Obviously, I, I, I don't know if I, I was mucked up or something, but I didn't find him and that was it. Nothing happened. Moved on. So I'd never had any kind of pursuit or anything. Oh, interesting. Did you have so, the chase across the road? Don't yeah, you? so basically, Craig, exactly the same as you. Instead of going to the house, obviously, you go to the motel. Um, right. 
you go there and to be fair i i noticed i i there was a door at the bottom of the motel was a jar and you kind of saw someone behind it. i thought oh so i went towards it turns out it was fucking cara as a new hiding behind it. i was like shit so she starts <laughs> running and then obviously then she's and just like you said you flip between both characters doing like different bits of, of obviously avoiding tasks and then obviously avoiding the road and so at the top of those at the top of the the road you as in connor and hank are stood there and you've got a choice to chase her or you don't, and Hank tells you don't fucking do it. And I and I and I was obedient. I didn't. I because I wanted Cara to get away as well. So I obeyed Hank and then let Cara leave. Right, I chased her. <laughs> you, <laughs> you fucking deviant. <laughs> Literally. I was like, get fucking back here, you and your wee pal. Why did you chase her? Because at that point, I was thinking, no, I need to do my job. Right. I mean, this is the first we kind of see you know the two two storylines combining yeah and i guess you know they're both connor and cara like protagonists so like how did you feel play you know like playing almost those roles together like it did feel strange because mm, yes. as as connor you did sort of feel like you were, it was the first time where you were like i kind of want to fuck up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, for me, I, I, we'll talk about it later, but kind of spoiler alert that this happens to me later on in the game. So I, I completely fuck up Connor and Hank <laughs> beyond even measurable. I fuck up there. So at the end, like you're saying, yes, I purposely hold back on Connor because I, 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 I controlling him. So it does become conflicted, which I suppose in itself is quite cool because you've got two protagonists out to get I, each other. What one I, do you want to succeed? You know, I'm pretty stunned you weren't able to make friends with an alcoholic. I. <laughs> That seems like that would have been right within your wheelhouse. Well, you see, the fact that Connor cannot drink alcohol, if it was me in there, oh, I mean, we fucking been best buds. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, like, how did you find, you know, like the scene with Marcus when you're dead and you're crawling out the fucking junkyard? Anyone else find this annoying or just me? I didn't find it annoying. I found it kind of bit meh. But I mean, personally, I was kind of marvelling how good it looked. I thought it was just like really, really visually impressive. Um, but yeah, it wasn't particularly, wasn't particularly engaging because yeah, you're just kind of going through the motions, weren't you? Mm-hmm. I kind of thought, so at first, I thought it was a really cool visual and I thought, oh, it's almost like you're, well, I mean, you are rebuilding yourself. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool, but I thought, that was one chapter that could have done with less, cho- not less choice, but less exploration. And mm-hmm. it, and I know that sounds silly because it's probably the most, it's probably the smallest scene or one of the smallest scenes in the game. But see if it had been completely linear and you were just crawling and you picked up whatever you needed as you were crawling through and then you left. I think mm-hmm. it would have been a really cool scene. But what happened was I ended up having to stumble about Yes. That landfill site for about fifteen minutes, yes. trying to find trying to find the last bit, and I was like, ah. right, this is a, this is annoying now. Yeah, if, it, yeah. if it had just been a straight line, you picked up the stuff, maybe some music got gradually kicked in more and more each time you got something, mm-hmm. and then you got out. I think it could have been a really cool visual, but yeah, I think yeah, yeah. It just it only lasted what 
10 minutes, but it still yeah. outstayed its welcome somehow. <laughs> I know. The, the, bit, the, the one thing I will say, what I did like was when the, the last bit you find is the audio module. And when you stick that in, your sound, are you coming out your headphones, your TV totally changes. And it's fucking, it's really, really fucking cool sound editing. So I have to give that credit because that was really, really good. Yeah. Okay, so then we move on to chapters 14, 15, 16. So Marcus then finds Jericho, which is an abandoned ship full of androids. Connor and Hank get lunch and then find a pigeon nest and chase a suspect. And we play as Marcus again and he's meeting his new fellow rebels and an android named Lucy. Yeah, you were saying the last Marcus chapter was a chore. I found this Marcus chapter a chore, the one kind of looking for these daffy symbols. I thought it was the worst chapter on the game. Same. <laughs> oh, I find it annoying as well. Following those symbols and then, like, you're fucking parkour everywhere. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, didn't help that I fucking shot myself with that noise in, in, in the ship as well, to be honest with you. Didn't know I was playing a fucking horror movie. Well, we know how much of a wimp you are. Whatever, so. Jess. <laughs> it wasn't even a proper jump scare. It was just something running. It was fucking scary, okay? <laughs> Damn myself. Yeah, I, I found that frustrating. And again, this is where we're starting to now see the start of of the sort of symbolism with, with obviously Jericho and things. It's like, okay, now we're now we're starting to start the whole kind of Bible theme that I felt it went with Marcus as well. Um, this is, for me was kind of the start of the next lack of subtlety, I suppose. Marcus like the Messiah. Marcus the Messiah. Marcus the, the, the Jesus... Yeah, I, I did think as well that it was weird that like I wouldn't say anticlimactic, but so you spend all this time looking for Jericho, and when you when right at the end when you drop down and there's like fucking eight androids mm-hmm. and four that are nearly dead, and you're like, I mean, granted, Marcus does point it out, but you're like, is this fucking it? Yeah. How was there even enough used to paint that many fucking symbols and walls? Like, <laughs> were, were there, what? <laughs> yeah, and how did no one stop you in the process? And why he's all absolute wimps? And why is the guy with... I mean, he's, I know he's a fucking android, but why is the guy with the blonde hair an absolute predator? Yeah, like, know, every, as soon as you see him, you're like... You, pedo. Aye. Yeah. Why, did, 100%. Why, did they, why did they make a pedo android? You know, I mean, you know, no need at all, Simon. <laughs> Simon as well. Predator name, have you ever heard one, wasn't it? I've never known anyone called Simon that was normal. Correct. <laughs> Apologies for their comments if your name is Simon. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I, Hank and Connors, the, the next scene with them, I I really liked. You know, like, again, investigative bit, you're in that sort of pigeon fucking house, and then you start chasing your suspect. And this is where I got really fucking pissed off with the game, because I didn't agree with the writing here, because you've, cha- you've got a choice. Hank falls off a ledge, and you've got a split second to make a decision where you save him, or you chase a suspect. Now, I decided to go, well, Hank hates androids, doesn't want to get saved by an android. Hank is committed to the job. Fucking get the suspect. Leave Hank. And it even tells you it's an 89% chance that he survives. So fucking right, I'm going for the suspect. I'm doing the job that I'm built to do that Hank would want me to do. I do that, and he goes fucking mental, and our relationship drops down, right down. It's never recoverable from that point. Like, I just, I felt that was wrong, because there's no fucking way Hank would want an android to save him. The guy hates androids. Why would he want to be saved by an android and let a, let a perp go? I didn't agree with that at all. 
I did exactly the same thing for exactly the same reason. I was like, yeah. Thank you. Not alone. I'm not alone. A police android, right? So I'm, the job's the most important thing. Eight times. He'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it. Let's keep chasing the dude. And likewise, he fucking lost it. And I don't think I ever got more than better than hostile with Hank for this. Yeah, game. you can't. I don't think you can. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, I didn't then. Oh no, you yeah. definitely, you definitely can. Because I did the same as you two, and I got back to neutral. How? <laughs> what the fuck? Just by being a stand-up guy. What the fuck <laughs> happened? I was trying as well. I was trying to do the thing. So was make, I. Make these hard. I See, yeah. fr- see from memory, I think the first time I played the game, I did save Hank. And if it makes you feel any better, I think he's raging if you save him as well. <laughs> so lose, like, lose you, I, I think if you save him, he's like, what the fuck? I was fine. So I think it's just he, he hates you at this point regardless. And whatever you do is the wrong thing and that's it. Right. it, it don't get me wrong, he maybe goes less hostile if you save him. Ah, but, I'm guessing so, yeah. Yeah, but he, I'm sure it's not like he's like, oh, thanks very much, mate. That's great. I think he's like, fuck you, for fuck's sake. That's the fucking job over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, also here, while we're talking about Hank, can we take a, can we take a moment to appreciate how fucking good Clancy Brown is in this entire thing, by the way? He yeah. He absolutely brilliant voice in that. He's so fucking good. I actually think he's probably the best character portrayal, you could say, out of everybody. Yeah, but all the actors are pretty damn good, though, eh? Yeah. I don't think there was any bad performances. Like, uh, I mean, well, or maybe some of the smaller ones. Maybe fucking, uh, maybe Simon. <laughs> Simon. <laughs> Although it's quite nuanced to play a paedophile android. <laughs> <laughs> There's bound to be a film of that soon, isn't there, you know? It's bound to come. They're running, original. Oh, they're, they're running out of ideas as it is. It's going to be a fucking iRobot iPedo or something, you know? Uh, but yeah, no, I'd, like I said, I think, the, I think the performances were all really, really good. But yeah, he might have been the best one. Yes. Yeah. Okay, as we move on, Kara and Trust Zlack. Zlatko. Zlatko. Yes, which turns out to be a big mistake and he plans on killing her. Connor has to wake up a drunken Hank and Marcus and his fellow rebels rob a cyber life warehouse for spare parts. Yeah, Zlatko. I mean, that, 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 that was a creep. The minute you saw him, that was a pedo girl, wasn't it? You know what I mean? Aye. The common theme here, you know. Another creep. His house is like dodgy old mansion, you know. Yeah. Only an android could have went to that door, seen it open up and went, probably fine. <laughs> yeah, like, any, safe. Any human in the world, would have, as soon as they'd opened that door a creak, they'd have been like, nope, yeah. straight out there. I'm fucking sleeping on the train tracks. Get <laughs> the fuck. Run. Because Kara doesn't do anything. She's like, how we doing, lads? Here we go. Yeah. I hear you're my lord and saviour. Well, you're in fucking trouble, love. Yeah, just come down the stairs here, and I'll I'll, I'll get what you I need. Know. And you're walking by a bunch of prison cells, and you're yeah. like, "I probably fine." I know. He literally says, "Come into my basement." <laughs> Go into the basement. You know what I mean? It's like really. He's not saying. Do you not say this is not going to be pleasant or something as well? Like, oh, yeah, he does. It's going to hurt. <laughs> yeah, right. mm-hmm. Proper Joseph Fritzl vibes. Mm-hmm. Christ, yeah. I did like that scene though. I thought it was it was one of my favourites, to be honest. Like I just thought it was really well done. I thought there was a lot of tension when you had yes, to hide yeah. and I, I oh, really liked fuck, that I was one. Shitting myself, shock horror, yeah, yeah. Hiding under things. Oh god, yeah. And 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 
I managed. Did you did you let all the little things out? Yes. Yes. Especially okay. the bear. I was the most. Well, not the most. Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So obviously, as you're leaving, you can let all the all the tortured androids out, and of course, they then save the day at the end mm-hmm. um, and help you help you get away with, with Luther. Um, which I like that character, by the way. I quite like Big Luther. Uh, I thought he was interesting. Did you escape or did you get reset as Kara? Because I didn't really know what the hell I was supposed to be doing. I was like, okay, yeah, look around. Yeah, I thought, don't see anything. And time I realised, oh, look all the way around. I can see something. Oh, fuck, I'm reset. Oh, right. No, I, I, straight away, I, I don't know how, but you, you could you could kick yeah, stuff. Yeah, kick stuff over. So I just knock stuff over and then I managed to like, just, like, kick something else and it caused like an electric shock and then it basically the machine like turned off. Uh, I got reset, and then Luther was like, get the upstairs, and I went upstairs and had to start getting Zlatko's mule for him and stuff. Well, really? Oh, I didn't do any of that. It was just sitting back with Todd again. And do you not think Zlatko looked a lot like Todd? He did die. Big, big, fat and white. No. <laughs> What's here? Eastern European Todd. Yeah. <laughs> it's a common theme here, actually. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I managed, I think, so I did kick the thing over pretty quickly, and then I was like, but it took me a lot, a wee while to realise where the other stuff was, so I think mm-hmm. I must have been pretty close to getting reset, Right. Um, but I, uh, I think I just made it. I don't think it makes any difference, though, because I, I basically got, I can't remember, 10 minutes or 8 minutes, or something. there's a timer saying you've got to go around the house and trigger memories. And I found Alice. I think that was the one that kind of bumped me over and sort of regained my Cara persona. Ah, right, that's okay. interesting. Yeah. So saying, you, you, you can't die at that point then. No. Yeah, it must loop back through. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it does limit your choices later on if she has some sort of memory loss. Like, that's possible. Yeah, there is a lot of branching paths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you could go back and check the flowchart if you really wanted, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I do I'm planning to go back and try and get the platinum at some point, so I will be exploring multiple different ways. You're gonna go it, it it seems like a bit of a chore, but I suppose if you're gonna play it all the way through basically the opposite way you did it, then it kind of mop up most of them, I think. Do you need all the branches for the platinum? Because that's a need, lot. There's, cer- there's certain endings you need, yeah. but not you don't need to do everything. Yeah, I think you can, if you use a guide, you can do it in two and a half runs, I think. Yes. Uh, yeah, two and a half, I think, I think that's what they're saying. Yeah, because you can, you can use like chapter select. Mm-hmm. And so, like, say, like chapters where you can choose violence or you choose pacifist. Say you, say you want to do the pacifist run, you can do that and you can then replay the chapter as, as violence and it won't change the narrative if you redo mm-hmm. it. I think that's how it works. There, there's ways where you can, so if you, you can go into chapter select and it's got all your original um, choices Paths, yeah. and you can jump in at any, any chapter and then start making different choices to continue on from there, I believe. Yeah, but the game explicitly says to you, you should play it through once before doing that, right? Yeah, yes. yeah. And that I think I put that in the Discord saying when we're playing a game club, oh, by the way, guys, don't go back and change things that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Yeah, because your, your run is your decisions. It's your personal game, isn't it? You know, it's the, the game's not telling you what to do. You're telling it what you want to do, so. Yeah, absolutely. that's the beauty of these games. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you've got to live um, by your own decisions, right? I think, absolutely. and if you, if, you, if you don't have that, you can, ah, oh, it doesn't matter what, I can go back and change it. 
Yeah, mm. I think that's what I really like about these like David Cage games and also the Supermassive games is that don't be wrong, I do love like Telltale, and there is certain points where you can make decisions that then branch off in a different way. But there's also lots of fail states where it's like, oh, you've now failed this, restart mm-hmm. your checkpoint. Whereas yeah. for the most part with these games, it's just like, nope, you didn't make that. Okay, here's how this goes now then. Yeah, and I quite like that. Yeah, well, I read. See your see your first sort of your second chapter with Kara when you save Alice. If you if you as Kara don't move at all, just stay still downstairs. Todd comes and kills you, so you can get game over with Kara in the second chapter. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, yeah. So I read. You'd be raging if you just went for a pish and it turned into a shit. <laughs> ah. So you just not have any more Kara for the rest of the game. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, Kara's dead. Yeah, you can kill her off straight away. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. I thought so. So I read. Yeah, whether it's, I, I just I read something the other day when I was doing a bit of research and said that you can basically you can kill off Kara's storyline in this in her second chapter, and Todd can kill you if you. I believe it's if you don't move. If you, you Todd goes upstairs, he kills Alice, and he comes down and he kills you. That must cut about three hours out of the later later on in the game. Then pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, eh? Yeah, and then so we had uh, spare parts with Marcus. I liked that mission, by the way. I thought it was really good. I, f- yeah, I fucked it up big time. I got no spare parts. Ah. Oh. It's a bit when you, you know, you go into the, like, the guardhouse and you've got to get a key or something. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I just, I just walked in, walked straight into the guards, and immediately boom, caught. <laughs> and then had to run away and jump over the fence and. Some guy gets caught, caught, doesn't he? And you have to choose whether to save somebody or not. Right. No, I, I managed to get the spare parts, and I managed to get the the, the, the truck out as well. And I also I, one of the one of the guards who's an android. You can you can save him and take him with you, or something. Uh, yeah, you take oh, him with you. Yeah, there's, there's a truck I didn't get. I did get the first bit, but I didn't get the truck. Ah, okay. And and you've got a choice to to save him or to kill him. And I saved him. I thought, well, well I'm not going to kill him for no reason. And he actually saves you, Marcus, at the very fucking end. He comes and saves your life, depending on, on the path you play. Mm. Ah. I can't remember the guy's name, but yeah. But I think, spoiler alert, I think someone else saves your life if you... like. I think. Aye, there's someone else jumps in if you don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. really? I, I think it's fucking... Pedo Simon's dead in my playthrough. I, I killed him in the tower. I bet he did. I, I, I literally <laughs> shot him in the head upstairs. Yeah, it was interesting though. Like, see, I don't know if I'm probably the only one that thinks this, but so in the beginning of the spare parts episode or chapter, when you are sort of parkouring about the place, like, obviously, it is so massively on rails. Like, you get to a bit, you press X, that's it. It's not like you have to time your jumps, it's not like you have to time anything. But I was so impressed how somehow that still felt fluid to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I yeah, think it was. Did, yeah. I think it was just because of how good the animation was. Yeah. But just for the fact that all you were doing was pressing X, but still somehow it all just flowed really nicely. Yeah. No. No. I, That's I, impressed I think with that. Yeah. No. I think you're right. I think all, all the chase scenes and all the sort of fight scenes when you're having to obviously quickly select, you know, like press left, press right, press X, whatever, all feels really fluid and impactful. Even though, like I said, even though it is on rails, as you say. Yeah. Yeah. Did either of you have the, the big battle at the end with Marcus, like gun battle? Because that was kind of similar. It was very limited, but you did feel you were actually sort of having to choose who to shoot and 
orders quite again. De- it's quite deceptive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. See, I went, I went down the pacifist route. Right. Yeah, well, after I screwed spare parts and I'm um, jumping ahead, I also screwed the one you're supposed to save them from the store. I was like, yeah, Marcus, storyline's fucked. I'm not going to bother. Oh, I'll just, right, I'll just okay, go okay. for it. And I went to, I chose all the <laughs> belligerent options. Yeah, okay. That's basically what I did with Connor later on. So, yeah, okay. Ah, fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah, Connor and Hank head to the strippers called the Eden Club, where they are again tracking a deviant. Karen and Alice look for shelter at the Pirates Cove and Connor and Hank have a heart-to-heart on the bridge. Eden Club was pretty good, eh? It was indeed, yeah. Loved yeah. that fucking scene. <laughs> yeah. Give me some android wood, yeah. <laughs> I love, I loved how like Hank just kept being like, oh, well, see, you're bringing me here. Uh, and like Connor's just absolutely no-selling it, being like, what? <laughs> he's no idea. He's no idea what's going on, does he? He's, he's, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is where like, I, I, I felt that the banter between Hank and Connor throughout the game, up until very soon for me, was very, very good. And there was a lot of good comedic lines. Again, Clancy Bryan was fucking brilliant. And there's a lot of bits in this where you're right, where Hank's turned turn around him saying, what the fuck? We've not got time for this because he thinks he wants a private dance, doesn't he? Or whatever, you know, or who are, you know? We've not got time for this. So I'm not putting that in my expenses. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, that was a fucking brilliant line. I think it yeah. was was it Squinny that screen capped that and put it in the Discord, and it yeah. just it was. So, I'm not putting that in my expense account. Yeah. It was just for obvious reasons. That was a just just absolutely perfect. Obvious reasons, yeah. But but uh, I, I thought there was so there's multiple times this happened during the game, but it just it landed perfectly in this scene. See when uh, Connor just goes up and he like get the blue blood in his fingers and he keeps tasting it. Yeah. And every time Hank's like, would you fucking stop doing <laughs> yeah. that? It's fucking minging. But it's, it lands so well when yeah. it's like a dead hooker that's lying in the ground. He's <laughs> corner's just over yeah. having a wee taste. I know. I mean, no one likes a taste of a dead hooker, to be fair, let alone Hank, so I kind of get it. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that was good. And so see at the end of that uh, yeah. chapter then, like, what, what was your decision? I fucked up. I shot the Tracys. So you shoot one and then the other one shoots herself or something? Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, I did the yeah. same thing. Uh, what an idiot. What an idiot you are as well, Callum, and me. What, I, don't even know, I don't even know why I did it. There was no reason to at all. I just, again, you, you've got such a small window to choose. I, I played it on the normal or the hard mode that you've got your, your, your quick time is fucking split second. Mm. And I just packed in a fucking shot. It doesn't help that the animation is just basically on top of you almost as well. So you do kind yeah. of panic it's it's cleverly done you know she just kicks shit you right when she's trying to get away so like, yeah fucking sure yeah, yeah that's my logic yeah I, I spared her you spared her well done you well see i think see we're talking about hank and so i think that's what redeemed me because i let her go and hank comes up and he's really he's like you know you did the right thing there fuck like, hank uh, he, he was really happy with you over that, so I think that's how I redeemed it. Yeah, by by letting them go. But it's interesting what you say. Like like you say, you do have a very short window mm-hmm. in which to make the decision. And one thing I don't know if it's an accessibility option in Detroit, but certainly when we were playing through, me and Jess were playing through the quarry. There's an option, and I think it's supposed to be aimed at streamers. Like it's like a streaming mode you can turn on. And when you do, when there's decisions, not every decision, still there's still as quick time events, but when there's like narrative based decisions like that, you can make it so that you get a large window of time. Oh, okay. 
And like when me, me and Jess played through the quarry together, and it was quite interesting to play it like that because when a thing like that came up, we would turn to each other and go, "What do you think?" And we would almost weigh up the pros and cons and then make a decision. Right. And like I think there's advantages to playing it both ways because you like sometimes it's good to just go with your gut instinct and see how it goes. But if you are playing with someone, then sometimes you do want to go, "What do you think?" I have a conversation, yeah, and, and talk me out of shooting the fucking Tracy, yeah, which would have been ideal. Because <laughs> at this point now, for me, there's no saving Connor and Hank. Because the next chapter with those two is chapter 22, called The Bridge. That bastard Hank takes out a gun and shoots me in the fucking head. Yeah. In cold blood. Fucking shoots me right in the head, like, you bastard. And of course, as we know through this, Connor comes back, like, obviously a different Connor, but obviously his, his memories are implanted. I'm just like, really, you dirty fucker. So there's no saving me and Hank at any point in this game now, you know? <laughs> and did you have the same as that? Was that the same outcome for you, Cal? Yeah, exactly the same. Shot the traces in the club. And I was, I was even, I can't remember, I can't remember the options where I was talking to Hank and Bridge, but I was trying to placate him and now the fucker shot me. Yeah, I think it is quite difficult to placate him in that chapter because there's there's a couple of times where there's like a few options and you're like right i'm trying not to piss him off yeah, i think yeah. every one of these is going to anger him Aye, i made it, yeah. I made it worse every fucking time by mistake yeah yeah i think so because i never shot the traces i think that's why he never shot me in that Definitely. scene yeah, yeah. but he, don't get me wrong it's not a pleasant conversation like he does come close like he so he he points a gun at you and he says what happens if i do this and i think i chose nothing and he just says well, they'll just cart me off and they'll they'll bring another one out. Yeah. And then Hank just goes, Oh, for fuck's sake, can you just act like a human for once in your life or something and right. storms off? He says, I'm gonna wait have another beer. Nice. Yeah. Um <laughs> I thought the I thought the Pirates Cove chapter with Cara was quite nice. I thought yeah. it was like a nice little family moment. Yeah. yeah I found it a bit kind of lazy because it's like mm, we're looking for a place to shelter haven't we done this before oh yeah we did exactly the same thing a couple of chapters ago yeah in a different location that's true but it was the same all oh, can't put a bed down here oh this is warm enough and you're you're absolutely right there uh you're absolutely right there was it was it felt very very familiar like oh let's start a fire let's make the bed at least in this one i feel like in the earlier chapter, you had to make the fire, you had to make the bed, I think. And at least this time, I think they had, um, what's his name? Lucas. Is that Lucas? Uh, Luther. Luther. They, had, they had Luther make part of it, so it didn't feel quite as repetitive, but you're totally yeah. right. It was very, very... Yeah, it's been done. We, we've, we've done Aye. this already. It's almost like, well, we need to fill in some more chapters, you know. Uh, but although what I will say is, see the end of the chapter when you go out when the Jerry's come in again, you fucking, oh my God, we're under attack. It's not, we're fine. And then so when you put the medical round on, that was a really nice scene. And, 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 fa- and in actual fact, to give the scene credit, I, I, it was like, because obviously everything else was dark and bleak and he just had this, the, the lights from the medical round. It was a really nice, beautifully done scene and, and sort of, um, edited well and all that was just really 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 nice to see um, so I did actually really like that scene I have to say yeah it was nice did you not did you not think that it did feel like a bit of a juxtaposition like the fact that they all broke the fucking doors down and then they were like oh we're, we're friendly yeah like a, yeah you're like well could you not a fucking knock just, then? just knock yeah mm-hmm. yeah come on Jerry's fuck's sake yeah <laughs> yeah but this is, uh, to be honest with you, 
for my for my feelings on this game, I felt everything up until now, so the first two thirds of the game, I thought were really really good, and not, not perfect by any means, but I thought were really good. And this for me is where things start to tail off in terms of the quality of of writing and and and, and kind of the way the game goes and narrative goes. I, I feel as though this third of the game is nowhere near as good as those first sort of twenty two ish chapters, starting with. You're right, the Jerry's. There was no need for them to fucking barge in, um, like they did. You know, oh yeah, we we thought you were bad guys. No problem, you know. Um, so yeah, everything from now on, I kind of struggled a little bit with. I kind of agree with you there. It's like this is the point we start to see more inconsistencies and kind of like, like the end of the the Pirate Cove. Your all the Jerry's are there, and you're doing this, this merry ground. And then next chapter with Kara and Alice, suddenly you're looking for this woman called Rose. Where did that come from? Who told you about Rose? That did feel like some gaps, you're totally right. Yeah, yeah. Did Jerry tell me about Rose? I don't know. That wasn't explained. This is only Rose's house. Oh, cool. <laughs> Suddenly we, we magically make it there, isn't it? Nice, yes. We've got, mm. we, even got, we even got a postcode. We can make it there. I yeah. kind of felt the same yeah. way with some of Marcus's storylines as well. Like, uh, we're going to talk same. about it in a second, the, 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 the broadcasting tower. Where did that come from? Yeah. Just like, he just had this great fucking idea. I mean, okay, right, we're doing it. <laughs> You're, to- yeah. you're totally right, actually. I, th- I think that it was like they maybe had like a 10 to 12 hour story and they had to like totally condense parts and there was gaps. Yeah. There definitely was gaps has in the been, story. Has there been edits made? Kind of bits chopped out? It wouldn't massively surprise me, to be honest, because like so famously, like David Cage does take forever with his games. I mean, I think it was last, either last year or earlier this year, like they announced that the next project they're working on is a Star Wars game, and they're now talking about how that might be five years away and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it, it takes a long time, and I, I get, I get that there's a lot in it. If you if you're doing branching paths and you have consequences that actually matter, which they yeah. do in his games, like it does. I mean, there's a lot of work goes into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you're right. I think there could have been. I think there could have been concessions made. I, I agree with, with Callum what you're saying here with the Stratford Tower in that this is where it's a massive, massive scene for the rest of the game. You know, like what happens here totally um, makes everything kind of branch out from here in terms of what the androids are, are looking like in terms of public opinion, what the police are doing, everything kind of relates to this. And I thought the start of it was okay. You go in and, and, and you sneak into it, but then suddenly you find a uniform that someone's planted for you. How, when, where, or fucking why did this happen? So there's a massive gap in the storyline there. Someone's magically left you a uniform to walk around this fucking tower. You're having to, you find yourself having to suspend your disbelief more and more, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Yeah, which yeah, just largely I'm okay with because it was really fun to play. But yeah, there was yeah more, more and more sort of discrepancies in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, just, it was just all a little bit too easy and convenient. I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the, the connection clearly is that you've got an android on the inside, but they could have so easily just alluded to that just briefly. Yeah. Like, I mean, all you'd had to have was Marcus, like, tip his hat to an android that was, like, mm-hmm. sweeping up in the corner, and you'd been like, all right, it was him. Yeah, But <laughs> He's that, that was almost missing. Yeah. I suppose you get that later when Connor's investigating, right? They kind of suss out that one of the, at least one of the androids has mm-hmm. kind of been helping them. But, yeah, at the time, yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's a, that's actually a really good point. That is yeah. like one thing I would say as well. See the start of the Stratford Tower. So the way it starts, and it's like, right, we're going to have to do this. And the, the way the whole thing starts, it's totally like Ocean's Eleven. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's a total like playoff of like a heist movie. Yeah. And the way it starts, and it says we're going to have to do this perfectly, and you walk in, and then it's like they they're talking over the top of it. Like it was quite cleverly done. That. Yeah. Like you yeah. can see the type of movie influences that he's got. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Like, did you um, go to the receptionist and, like, phone her, pretend to be the daughter's school and stuff to get her to leave? Yes. Yeah, I did the the power. I think it was the water. Like, I said her house was in fire or flooded uh-huh, or something. okay, yeah. Nice. Same idea, just, just to create a, a diversion, basically. I think you had to do that, or was there a different way of doing it? I'm not sure. I actually don't know. Presumably there's another way, because it's, a, you know, the type of game it is. There's probably a, a, a different option, but that's certainly what I did, and it worked anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I liked I liked that chapter. It was good. Yeah, um, yeah. It was. Although the bit I didn't find fun was when you're actually making the speech and you had you had two options. You had calm and determined. And I started off calm, and, I, and, I, and, I, and he makes this rousing speech that fucking any you know. Something like anyone would be proud of this big speech, and then it comes up again. You've got another choice to, to keep going, and you can again choose calm or determined. I think, well, I've chose calm, let's be determined. Well, it turns out determined means fucking violence to David Cage. So suddenly, I'm making this violent speech that says humans are going to be done for if they don't fucking do what we want. I'm like, that's all I meant. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I was so frustrated at that, but I have to say, because I was wanting to be the good guy and be, you know, and, and, and keep it all pacifist and. That fucking happens. Did you kill anybody in the heist? Because I sh- just just Simon. Right. I mean, any humans? Because I, sh- no. I shot one guy that was going to get away. I shot oh, him as well. Yeah. Oh, I and think that, I that. And I thought I was making reasonable demands, but apparently I wasn't. Because straight away, my public opinion was pretty pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Same. And that was yeah, another sort of reason I kind of went fuck it with my Marcus storyline. I didn't see, I didn't see me getting a good outcome with Marcus. I was just kind of yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, it was almost like Marcus had to be the bad guy because you needed to show some force to get your point across almost. Mm -hmm. I I said I didn't want to. I wanted to be calm. If I'd known determined went fucking violent, I wouldn't have chose it, you know? Yeah, I would. What what you're saying there is right enough. I would say that that even playing through this again, like there's multiple times where like you get a multiple choice option of what you want to say, and you choose something, and then what he says, you're like, I didn't realize I was going to say that. Correct. Many mm-hmm. times I felt. Yeah. That. Yeah. It could have been maybe more descriptive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. So, but maybe that maybe that's the point, though. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just yeah. writing. Who knows. So see, at this point, was it just me or was everyone else just waiting for Marcus and North to touch magnets? I felt, I felt was that get, was. It was getting that way for me as well. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. North wasn't impressed with me. The only thing you know, it I shot the one person, and that was the only thing that ingratiated me with her. Otherwise, she was just kind of yeah, all right, whatever. See, North. No, it's funny because North wants you to go violent, and yeah. um, uh, Josh, John, Josh. Josh, I think. he wants you to be good, and I, also, I, I end after this. I went down the good route, but for some reason, I managed to keep North on side. I'm not really sure how. I've always just got that little bit of evil streak in me because, yeah, we ended up obviously we ended up locking magnets as well at the end of it. 
um, despite the fact of me ending up going down the pacifist route. Yeah, because I, mm-hmm. I, I could see that she wanted me to get stuck in and you know shoot some folk and stuff, and I was trying not yeah, to. Yeah. Just the oh, one yeah. guy who was going to get away, and I was like, oh, I need to shoot him. But, oh, she's, a, she's a dirty like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's up for it. <laughs> Very much so. And I took, and, and obviously, I took great pleasure when I got on the roof with Marcus shooting Simon in the head. I took great pleasure in that. I didn't even have that option. Like I was saying, same thing. I don't remember having any sort of option. We just got on the roof and legged it. See, Simon got shot by one of the guards. So I, I say I helped him and saved him and got him on the roof, but he's too wounded to take. So you've got two options. You either let him go, and they say if you let him go, oh sorry, sorry, if you just leave him, they'll hook into his you know, his brain and they'll find out where we are, or you can shoot him and I just insta shot him. Oh well. I can't give the game away, can we? So I I fucking turned the gun on him and killed him, you know. And to be fair, I did children everywhere a favour, so Yeah. <laughs> win win. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, so Yeah, no, I in, in my playthrough, um he wasn't injured. And so when I got to the roof, it was just a clean exit. Yeah. Like right, right, bef- right before that, when I was Connor, I uh, obviously the I think no matter what the deviant sort of takes your heart out, and then you've got to get that back in. So I ran out into the lobby, and the guy was just about to get in the elevator, I think. And then you could you, it slowed down, gave you a chance to survey the situation. And one of the options was to take the cop next to his gun. So I just grabbed that, and he shot him straight in the head uh, to stop the deviant getting away. I couldn't find a deviant. Ah, oh, right. No, I did, and he attacked me. Right, I didn't. I didn't find him. So once again, Hank, who's already killed Connor, wasn't happy with me again. <laughs> a common fucking theme in this game with me, isn't it? You know, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just trying to get on his good side. You know. <laughs> Obviously, the next bit up, Callum, you already mentioned Rose and Cara. You know, how did, you know. Kara miraculously come up with with the rose idea, but to be fair, I did actually like the scene because what I liked about this is obviously at the end of it, you've got to, you've got a chance to try and convince a cop that you're human and there's nothing going on here, and I managed to do that. But what I liked was it's a fact that I suppose it's, it's a common theme in the game about how human like androids are, and that's again part of the point, the, the the message of the game, because the fact that you as an android are able to convince a cop that you're human kind of shows how advanced these things are. So I actually kind of like the message there as well. Yeah, I enjoyed that scene. Yeah, I agree. It was, And I thought it was quite, like, there, there was multiple scenes in the game where I felt like you could relate to the people. And, like, in this scene in particular, like, I, I, like, I could relate to the son who was just like, we can't keep doing this. We're going to get to jail. Yeah, You're yeah, putting yeah. your life at risk. And like I could, I could totally understand. I mean, don't be wrong. I feel like if I was in that situation, I would be more of the mum than the son. But trying mm-hmm. to help people, but at the same point, you were like, I get his point. Why are we going to the jail for these people? Yeah, that's fine. I, I, I would have still done what Rose did. To be fair, I have to say. Um, but yeah, I see. You know, the the the, the lad, he's looking out for his mum, for himself. I kind of get that. But yeah, and how I mean, how did this scene play out for you? To I was trying to remember. I remember getting frustrated to this one because when Rose leaves, you're on you're on your own with the sun, right? And then you're trying to yes. you're trying to clear up all the stuff when the policeman comes, and I was I didn't get the chance to talk to the sun, which kind of frustrated me because I was like, I think mm. I should probably have talked to him to try and you know convince him a bit more that you know we're, we're decent right. guys. So yeah. so did, did, did the sun stick you in, Callum? No, it's just um, 
trying to remember played out. And Rose left her in the house with him, and he's sitting on the couch, and one of the options is to go and talk to him, but I didn't take it. I kind of went and looked around the house a bit more, and then suddenly the police was at the door, and by that time, yeah. your options talk to the son's gone. You have to say, oh, shit, get rid of all the evidence of androids. Mm. Yeah. So I just remember yeah. that point being, like, ah, I wish I got to talk to him. I wonder how that would have played out. I mean, it might have been nothing. It might have been totally insignificant, but I just remember that point, kind of. Yeah, well, I, I don't think I I didn't talk to him either, and I managed to convince the cop that everything was kosher. And then Rose comes home, and then you all leave, and she drops you off at Jericho at the boat. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what happened. So, with me, I, yeah. yeah, cool. Okay. I'm sure I'm sure that scene can play out with the cop finding out though. He can, yes. If you leave that evidence lying around, he will get his suspicion grow grows, and then presumably you then get arrested as Kara, and then it could be fucking game over at that point, I suppose. Another chance to be, because obviously there's there's a few chances of game overs for a character, and that could be one of them. I wonder if that would kind of just kind of shortcut Kara to the camp at the end or something, maybe? Could do, yeah. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. I mean, the cop comes in, he wants a coffee, he he tans the coffee pretty quickly. I mean, it's it's a one and done, isn't it? Yeah. Handy. Yeah, I mean, I was was kind of shit myself a bit, because... There's movement upstairs, and the cops like, "Oh, you said you're on your own." It's like, oh shit, caught in the yeah, lie. But same, I know. Oh yeah, I forgot about my daughter. Oh, how did I forget about my daughter? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everything's fine, clearly. Oh, there's a washing machine next door. That's what it is. It's like I, I thought he was going to rumble me because these lies were shit. <laughs> clearly, not a very good cop. No, clearly not. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't give a fuck. He just wants to get home to his wife. Get some and donuts, get yeah. Get some donuts, yeah, nice cliche. To be fair, I'm, I'm shocked that David Cage didn't put that in. <laughs> do, you want some co- do you want some donuts with your coffee? Coffee and a donut, correct, yeah. Okay, so then Marcus sends a message to the humans again in Capitol Park as you free androids from stores. Connor meets his actual maker, Kamsky, and once again with Marcus, he organises a freedom march. Yeah, this is the one I, again, screwed up royally with Marcus. I did everything I... I... I did. I got got the drone and I secured. I blocked this road off and I got the thing out and it even flashed up. Do you want to drive through the thing or do you want to check your perimeters? And I was like, Ah, fuck it, go for it. And I went, Oh, you didn't. You didn't take the alarm out. You need to run away. End of chapter. And I was like, Oh god. Oh, really? I freed nobody. Oh right. I didn't. Real, I didn't actually realize you could cock up that badly. And no, I, I managed yeah, to. Yeah, I managed it. <laughs> Yeah. Well played, yeah. Almost as bad as me with Hank, you know? Um, no, I managed to, to free everyone um, and went down again and thought, you know what, I'm going to try and be good. Went down the pacifist route and did everything I could to be peaceful. Um, and even at the end of the chapter, you've got a chance to kill or shoot the policeman. I spared them as well, which again put my public opinion up also. Um, so I kind of I did everything I could to be, to be the good guy. But this is a bit again in the game that I speak about where I get annoyed at narratives in it and, and, and things that are missing. And my question here is, is it where and when did Marcus get superpowers? When did, when, yeah. when did it tell us that Marcus could, yeah, when he, when, how, at what point can he start converting androids? Where, where did uh, this come from? Where, where did this golden touch come from that he's just like, and just like you're oh, saved and you're saved? And yeah. it's like, it's, it's a total Jesus thing, isn't yeah, it? When he's like, yeah, and exactly you is. are now. Yeah. Your sins are now gone. Like, yeah, it was just like really. How convenient! See, see, see if like they had some sort of I don't know. See, you find a something somebody and he stuck a cable in them, and I don't know. You fucking 
whatever, I don't know. If there was something else, but the fact he could just touch him and say, you're now saved, my child. You know, come with me, my followers. See, one thing I would say, and I don't know how obvious this is, but it was something I was reading into. I, th- I think they do allude to it, sort of, and you can get some more information from some of the collectibles. But the Connor android is a very rare one. So he was given to Carl by Kamsky. And so he is meant to be a much more advanced model and very rare compared to a lot of them. So see how Connor's supposed to be the most advanced Android. He's a new version. Yeah, yeah. Like I think uh, Marcus is supposed to be like just a model below that and does have like some special, like right. not a special abilities, but well, that's the thing. I, it was it was actually a video I was watching. You can there's lots of extra stuff you can see if you're looking out for it, but nobody would be. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it was actually Kamsky that gave uh, Marcus to Carol. Mm. Oh, okay. Is and he... they, they do allude to it at one point. Okay. Well, at least something's there because yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I said, what? What? Where did this come from? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and, and like you're saying about the, that uh, chapter there, Callum, I was the exact same as you. So when this chapter appeared earlier, I straight away I was like, oh god, because I rem- I don't know why, but I remember the first time I played this game. I just didn't like this chapter at all. I just felt like it it was one of these ones where you were, I felt like there wasn't that many chapters in the game that did this, but you were walking about going, what am I meant to do? And it was just felt interrupted. Like I didn't, like you were trying to spend, I had to spend too long trying to figure out what I was meant to do. And so when I played it this time, I, like you, Callum, I took out the Android, uh, the hovering thing, mm-hmm. um, and then I, yeah, and then I went and got the. It's like a, was it a rubbish truck or some yeah. sort of tr- some sort yeah. of truck anyway? Yeah. And I, ch- I checked the street and everything, and I, I, the whole time I was sitting thinking, you know, that wasn't as bad as I remember it being. That mm. wasn't as that didn't drag on as much as I thought. And of course, I fucking go straight through the window. Alarm goes off, and she's like, "I oh, didn't do the alarm, did you?" And I was like, "That's why, <laughs> fucking idiot." <laughs> and then that was me fucking the jobs a bust straight oh, so out. The, the alarm was the raging. first thing that I found as well. Is that uh, in the window of the shop or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you go across the road and, and you knock the power out. Basically, you, you find it. you find two androids conveniently digging up the road, um, and and they expose a pipe. Basically, uh, oh, is that what they? Oh, okay, because I saw there was yeah. a clue to investigate in the window, but I was like, I'll come back to that. I'll go and check around, you know, further afield first. Uh, and right. I went, kind of got kind of got caught up in what I was doing, and like I say, I got, I got the truck and it's coming. Are you sure you want to do this right now? I was like, ah, yeah, I'm fine. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> Well, that's on yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was the exact same. I was the exact same as you, Callum. And I was just like, I, I thought, I this is this is all right. This is quite good. And then you go straight, yeah, you go straight through. She's absolutely raging. You're like, well, I'm not going to hold tonight. <laughs> oh, she was <laughs> gone. Back, back into this. Back into this sewers. <laughs> um, what did you guys do when we meet Kamsky and meet that arrogant fuck? Meet your maker, as they conveniently put, which I took in a literal sense, by the way, not in the fucking Jesus sense that it's going down, I suppose. Kamsky reminded me of, have you ever watched the show Silicon Valley? Yes. No, but I know of it. So he reminded me of the sort of cock in that. And it was also, it was mimicked in Watch Dogs 2. Do you remember the bad guy in Watch Dogs yes. 2? yeah. 
So it was almost like a play off that, and he reminded me of him. Just one of these, oh, my head, my hair's in a bun, wankers. Yeah. <laughs> Man bun wanker. What's the Netflix yeah. film? Oh, about an android. It's like a guy, guy wins a prize to go and hang out with a company CEO in his house, and he's got to interview a female android and decide if she's real or Oh, I've not heard of this. This sounds awesome, but I know exactly what you mean. It's um, yes, X X Machina. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. The the character, the CEO character, and that was kind of like Kamsky. And um, right. By the way, fun bit of trivia. You know, Silicon Silicon Valley. I used to work for a company who was inspiration for seasons three to five or something when they started making um, a decentralized autonomous network. Oh, cool. And the head of the seat company flew over to Hollywood, consulted with them. Nice, nice. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have a Google see if I can find the story about that one. But yeah, nice. yeah, that's really cool. And I suppose the million dollar question. Yeah, I was like, you're gonna say, did you shoot what Chloe? What did you do with Chloe? Do you, me, do you want me to tell you what I did? I fucking know what you did. I fucking, right, hear me short out. Up, short <laughs> up, pumped up. Hear me out, right, hear me out. Bearing in mind, Hank's already shot me, right? I have nothing left to lose. I insta shot that bitch. Do you know what? I couldn't have pressed shoot fast enough. I was like a fucking shot. I couldn't help it. Nothing left to lose in this game, you know? Hank was never going to forgive me, was he, you know? I agonised over that. and I didn't, yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, this is clearly a big one. But I was kind of opposite. I was like, I really want to try and redeem myself with Hank, and he doesn't want me to do it, so I won't do it. And I didn't yeah. do it. No. And, yeah, he, and he was happy, but either. obviously not happy enough. Yeah, but the bit that annoyed me is the next scene after I've shot her. So you go outside... You stand at the car, and then Hank has the fucking cheek to have a go at me for shooting her in cold blood. The same fucking thing he did to me a chapter ago. I'm like, so again, brilliant writing, David Cage. Brilliant. Well done, mate. You know, <laughs> literal, like, what the fuck? You literally have a go at me for doing the same thing you fucking did to me. You can't. Aye, but he's a, he's a fucking alky, and he just doesn't like you, so I think that, I think that's almost in keeping me's character. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're not hiding to nothing, man. As was I. Really? I know. I just want a father figure. So seeing seeing that chapter when you first went in the door, did everybody just go, "Oh, it's the girl from the main menu"? Yes. <laughs> so that's yeah. why she's in the menu. She's in the game yeah. somewhere. Uh, Does that mean we are Kamsky then, as we're playing it? There, knowing David Cage, there will be some sort of fucking mm. greater meaning behind it. Yeah. Some sort of wanky meaning. Yeah, we're actually Kamsky. We're actually controlling this all ourselves. Hmm. Surprised it wasn't all a dream. <laughs> the only one thing that kind of bugged me a bit was um, Hank said to Connor, oh, it must be nice to meet your maker. I'd like to meet mine. And it seemed to be serious. I'm like, really? In 2038, you're still, you know, still religion's a thing? Really? Mm. I struggled a wee bit with that. But I guess it's America, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um. <laughs> The Freedom March was next, right? And, Callum, I know what you're going to say here. It's right? really happened the Messiah thing down <laughs> yeah. your throat. Marcus yeah. is here to save Android kind. He's yeah. the Messiah. He's not a naughty boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I went, down, I went down the peace route, you know, and it did actually work. But I'm just like, I feel here, just like you were saying, it, it's the narrative has been thrown at you like a fucking grenade. 
you know, yeah. leaving nothing, leaving nothing to your interpretation at all. You know, like David Cage might as well have called Marcus Jesus or Martin Luther King at this point. You know, um, it's so fucking blatant, it's unreal. But what was cool here? This is the scene where when I said that I saved that guy at the spare parts yard. He saves me here from getting shot. Right. He comes back and saves. Yeah. I didn't I do would. the peaceful thing. I got into a full-on fight. <laughs> nice. <laughs> got away with it clearly, but yeah. I, I went. I went peaceful there, but it, I, I found that quite a tough decision because I did. I don't know. Like I felt like I, throughout the game, I found myself really connecting with the androids and being like I fuck these fucking humans like so yeah. I did have I always at every point did have that thing where I was just like you know what I'm just going to fuck them up yeah like, this, this, you just made me think of something earlier on after the what's it called the Stratford Tower when androids make mm-hmm. their fairly reasonable demands and the the media are sort of, ah terrorists ah they're fucking terrorists <laughs> yeah, yeah. we just yeah. said to be fair they might they might as well have called that news company BBC huh to be fair oh yeah <laughs> yeah the, the demands are basically we want to live in peace and they're like well fuck you fuck you yeah. you're gonna kill us all are you you bastards yeah. terrorists <laughs> come we didn't vote Donald Trump for this <laughs> <laughs> yes so we're now kind of at the the final chapters, I guess, and see everything sort of coming together. Connor tries to find Jericho. Kara tries to flee to Canada, and the battle for Detroit falls into place. So, yeah. Callum, I'm interested to see how you're ending because yours is some of it is similar to mine, but a lot of it's very different. Like, I'm interested to see how yours plays. Like, I think you're very similar to me, then, Craig. I think. So, when it, at Jericho, I. My Cara, Alice, and Luther got caught, so they get they marched off the camp, and then Connor. I turned. Um, Connor came in and saw Marcus, and he was kind of swithering, and I managed to turn him to a deviant. So he got he got on board and was kicking ass in the Battle of Jericho. Oh, he was wow. he was shooting police left, right, and center. That was really cool. I got I got that as well, and it just it felt like. All Connors. Like, I kept every time, every scene with Connor throughout the game, I kept just wanting him to. I just kept wanting him to just break out and just become a badass. And when it finally happened, I was like, yes, fucking go on. Come on. And he he kicked some ass on that that boat. Right. Fuck. Yeah, see, again, the same as you, Connor gets on the boat. But again, because I fucking shot Chloe, there's no chance of turning. You know, Connor. Let's be honest. So, no, Connor stays a bad guy against against Marcus. Um, and All like right. you with Cara, I played dead outside the boat, and I got chucked in again. What is clearly a fucking Nazi concentration camp, David Cage again. Mm. Uh, um, uh, but I did manage to escape the camp with Cara, Alice, and Luther, living happily ever after. Yeah, I had a really sad one. I. I... I had the I had the choice to abandon Alice and get Cara out there. I was like, like I say, at this point, I didn't I didn't expect anything good to come out of the game. So I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll go for it. So at the end, you see Cara by herself, and God knows what happened to Alice and Luther. Yeah, well, she's dead. Yeah, she's in the junkyard. Yeah, <laughs> but um, the Marcus story went on to it was a full out war in Detroit, and then Connor went off to Cyberlife to get reinforcements, basically, and then. Um, he goes into the basement of Cyber Life, and then just as I was turning all these guys, another corner turned up. I was like, what the fuck? And then um, 
it played, it played. It actually played out fine because I had a chance to respond, and I just kind of hit this first thing. It was like, "Oh God, we're doing!" And I managed to transfer my corner into the the bad corner, who then died. And then all those androids liberated came and helped Marcus fight the fight. And I thought it'd be like a bad thing, but basically humans capitulated. They're like, all right, oh, cool. They've, they've kicked our asses. Yeah, you can have what you want, guys. And then yeah, Marcus was savior. Right. Okay. That's see, that's that's again very different from me. Funnily enough, because Connor ends up getting a sniper rifle oh, to really? take out Marcus. Yeah. And at this point, I'm going right. Hang on. I want Marcus to succeed because you know, let's be honest, everything they're saying is right. You know, and, and the metaphors obviously are all correct. So I'm like, well, Connor, I don't want to clearly kill Marcus and ruin that ending. So I just I didn't do anything. I didn't press any buttons. And then cops come up to the roof to get. Connor, because you are an android, they go, well, hang on, we need to take you in because you're an android. And you as Connor are supposed to fight them, but I didn't press any buttons. I left it, <laughs> got my ass kicked and got shot. And that was it. That was the end of Connor from then on. I had Alice, Cara, and Luther get over, get across the border. Nice. Um, they So they get to a scene where they come up to like a... It's it's like where you have to go through if you're coming through to a different country. It's like uh, what do you call border it? Border patrol. Border patrol, and they are taking temperatures, and so you're like, well, we're fucked here because they're not going to find anything. And you go up and you say, like, can you please help us? And it's a I'm pretty sure it's a human that's there, but he looks up and he sees the TV and he sees that the tide's turning and the 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 sort of anger towards androids is. Androids is dissipating a bit, mm-hmm. and they, he lets you through. Right. Uh, and as for Marcus, I had so he eventually gets cornered with a couple other androids, and instead of go, getting angry, he starts singing, and the president like basically brings down like she's seen this through a live feed or whatever, and so yes. she um, she basically turns around and says, calls it off. Yeah, and uh, I don't sort of declare. I presume declares peace, right? But so one like I, there's one thing I want to bring up at this point though, because it was one of the main. And maybe you guys didn't even get it. I don't know, but to me, it was one of the main sort of things in the game. Like, at what point did you find out, or did you click that Alice was an android? <sighs> <laughs> I was waiting to someone to bring this up, right? I was trying to tell you in the boat, and it's, uh, I didn't think to myself, no, he's he's not he's not going to go there, is he? Oh, he's fucking it. Oh, because it made no sense to me. No sense yeah, at all. No, sense. no. It, was it was like, fucking stupid. It, why the hell is there a, a, a child android in a house? Like, well, to be fair, that, that bit I don't mind, right? Because clearly the androids are there to fill a void for parent, couples that maybe can't have kids. So I get that, right? That that makes sense in the story world. But you have to ask yourself, why was there no other ones in anything that you saw? Why has Kara never seen another child android anywhere? It was just all too convenient. And the bit that annoyed me was the entire message of this game is androids and humans can live together just like black and white, this and that can all live together peacefully. And it showed you Kara and Alice living together, they're loving each other as an android and a human. But then goes, well, actually, they're not actually, they're both androids. So it completely undoes that entire narrative that it was trying to tell. It just didn't, it just, it didn't need to be there. And the whole point about androids loving each other didn't need to be there either because he's done that earlier with the two Tracys and I think there was, yeah, there yeah, was yeah, other yeah. androids that fell in love with each other. So 
Yeah, yeah. Well, in my ending, obviously, uh, Craig, you said that um, Marcus started singing. In mine, I had the option to kiss North. So I mean North kiss, and the whole world went, aww, look. And then, and then, like you, the president called it off. Right. So I I did it I did it through sex. You did it through, you know, singing. Yeah. <laughs> Really? Yeah, it was just a real captive audience. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Alice thing was just annoying. Another feather in the cap for that last third of the game, which I didn't like as much. The other, the other thing that kind of bugged me a bit, though, was, was, was very evident with Alice and Kara's the skin thing. Like, at first, when Marcus gives his speech and he, he sheds his skin, I'm like, mm. how does that work? Because it's like they're, they're trying to portray these androids as being indistinguishable from human beings. I think mm-hmm. a, a skin that can magically appear and reappear, is that going to be, you know, tech? Popular. Yeah. Is it, you, surely you want an org- organic substance to be like a, like a fake skin. You know, it just, like, I couldn't see how that would work and be convincing. I suppose it was probably put in by humans so that they could distinguish like the humans would want to put something in, so they were like, "Right, we don't, we do want to be able to tell the difference mm-hmm. if need be." Was that not the point of the LED though? Which, as we've said, was very easy to can remove. Be, can be it was, it was easily taken out. Yeah. See, so, see, see, in terms of the Alice being an android, like I do, I totally agree with that. Like the whole sort of story was about how they can live in harmony and like, oh, look at this, they can form bonds and they can mm-hmm. love each other. But th- to me, th- there was so many other issues with it it was almost as if and i don't i don't think they've ever revealed this and they never would but it's almost as if that decision was made late on because see when you go back and i think maybe i noticed this more because i knew obviously that twist when i played it this time Mm -hmm. and see going back to earlier chapters so she was hungry yeah She, she mentions being hungry but she can't eat and being cold and, as well. Yeah, and, heat. Yeah. Yeah. and that's the other thing. Like when when that so when you go and you obviously Donnie, you went and got a five star hotel, like <laughs> me and Callum fucking slummed it like a like a real person. But like <laughs> in that situation, she keeps mentioning being cold. And yeah. you're like, Well, you wouldn't fucking be cold. Like, mm-hmm. so why was she saying that? And it was almost like they did that to try and throw you off the scent. Of course it did. Yeah, that's exactly why I did it. But, but it, it yeah. didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. But what But what David Cage would probably turn around, he would turn around and say, oh, but they were programmed that way to be yeah. more realistic like children because children are always hungry, of course, and they're always yeah. cold, of course. That's what he would turn around and say because it's fucking convenient. That's true. And- but what point did it serve, that twist? None at all. Nothing at all. Because it, it, was- it, it took away the narrative that humans can love another android and vice versa. It took that story away. It would have been a better. It would have been a better ending if she was a human. Absolutely. Yeah. It totally, yeah. just totally, it totally undid that good work. Because in the yeah. end of it, all that happened is androids loved androids, humans loved humans, and that's it. There's no inter interspecies bond, you could say, at mm. all. And but so, like, so to go back to that point, when did you? Was it when it was revealed that that was when yes, you noticed? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I was not at any point did I suspect that she was an android up until then because so much stuff was missing to draw your attention. See, if I'd saw other android kids around in the background, I maybe would have suspected. But again, he conveniently didn't put that in to throw you off the scent. Yeah, look at that. I was when Luther first wanted to tell me something about it. I was like, surely not, surely not. No, please don't do that. No. Nope. I think. I mean, you obviously said that at the beginning Todd was still alive, um, mm-hmm. and then that news clip that you saw, yeah, um, like he 
didn't really have any emotion of the uh-huh. fact that his daughter was missing and it wasn't, you know what I mean? So I think that was maybe another little telltale sign as well. That you could miss if you, if you killed yeah. Todd. But yeah. I saw the story behind Alice is that when, so Todd goes on in the early chapters about how his wife left him. But so what happened was his wife left him and took their child. And so he got Alice, the android, as a way to try and fill that void. Yeah. But he thought he'd be able to love her, but he couldn't. Hence why he's mean to her, yeah. And that's why he's mean to her. Yeah. So like that does sort of make a little bit of sense. But yeah. I, I, I remember the first, yeah. the first time I played it, the point where it clicked for me, there's a, there's a bit in about, it's a few chapters before you find out. And Alice, I think it might even be when you are with, Rose and you have you take in fact it is and you take Alice up to the bedroom and she starts saying why can't humans just like us why can't humans just and she mm-hmm. she and at that point she's basically telling mm-hmm. like she's basically telling Cara she keeps saying why can't uh, they just live in harmony with us why can't they just be cool with us yeah. and she says it like multiple times and on my second playthrough I was like right. And I think that that was when I started to twig in the ah, first okay. the first playthrough. Yeah. But it's it is very subtle, to be fair. Yeah, I took that to mean the family units, but yeah, same. Like like the royal we, the royal us. I took that mm. the like same way you did, Callum. Yeah, but yeah, yes. that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, like in terms of in terms of overall about this game, like. There was so much good. Like I said, I, I, you know, I've, I've been negative about the bit of the last third, and I've kind of backed that up as well with, with why. But I mean, overall, the game is still brilliant. And like, I have to say, for a four-year-old game, this still looks spectacular. Aye. Like, this looks fucking brilliant. And like, and it's probably still one of the best animations and, and mocaps in, in any game still. And not many would even even be as good as that, even being released today. It's that fucking good. Um, And you have to praise that. And and the music's amazing. I mean, they've they've got three composers to compose each of the characters. So the music's different. All those little touches are fucking spectacular. Um, So I have to say, I I did really, really overall enjoy it. Just that last third, I am a bit negative about. Yeah, I totally agree with the the, the visual looks because I... I mean, I've, I'm still on a PS4 rather than a PS5 to you guys, but it is a pro. And I started playing it with my old TV, which is just a 1080p screen. And about a week and a half ago, I bought a 4K TV and suddenly I changed over to that one. And oh my Difficult. God, it, it looks so much better. And yeah. I believe it's four, checkerboard 4K rendering and it's got enhanced lighting and stuff. And it's, oh, it looks, like I said, the from the dead chapter when Mark is resurrected, that looks yeah. stunning. Yeah. So yeah, for a four-year-old game, it is really impressive looking yeah if this game was released today you would still be going by the way it looks amazing 100 percent, yeah like it's not just it looks good for a four-year-old game it, it would look good if it was released today like i mm. mean we spoke about the, the quarry earlier and obviously that did have its issues, uh, is- issues in development and stuff like that so it's maybe not the fairest comparison but i mean this game looks miles better Visually really? than the the quarry. There's times wow. when the there's times when the quarry does look good, and there's times when it doesn't. But overall, I mean, it's it's a much higher level of polish, much yeah. better graphics. Like it's, yeah, no, it looks it looks really impressive. Yeah. I think. Whereas this game never looks bad at any point. At any point, it doesn't look no. dated or old or cheaped out. Everything is pretty meticulous. You know. 
only slight thing I would say is sometimes the camera angles felt a bit kind of Resident Evil-y to me. Because yes. they, were, they were fixed. Yes, you could scroll, move the camera a wee bit. I sometimes felt I'd like to be able to move the camera a bit more. But I mean, I'm nitpicking yeah. saying that. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be fair, you know, the, the control, because obviously this game's not about movement, but the controls are janky as fuck at times. Mm-hmm. Like when, when when you try to, like, turn, make it, you, you can't. You go around in a big, big giant, so you might as well walk around the entire room to get behind you. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's like that. It is annoying, but it's the detail is in the faces, the animations, the, the voice. The detail is not in walking across the fucking floor. It's irrelevant, you know? I just, I just sort of occurred to be the last kind of while we've been going on a bit, sort of poking holes on the bath. We, we really enjoyed it, right? It was a great game. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a seven for me. I'd give it a seven out of ten easily. I'd go eight. I'd give it a nine. Really? <laughs> oh, I loved it. Oh, honestly, it's it's one of my favourite games on PlayStation Four. Wow. I I loved it. I think it was like my second or third list of game of the year that year. I, I genuinely, I, I'm a big fan of these type of games, though. So mm-hmm. I did like yes. it more than most. But course, yeah. I I love these type of games. Yeah, but I would say the one thing that, like I've said before, what this game has done is it's it's, it's broadened my horizons now because, like I said, I'm, I'm going to go and try Until Dawn, The Quarry, and, and, and possibly a few others. And whatever game they come out with next, I will, chances are, pick up. So it obviously has to be good for it to leave an impression on me that's only ever played Heavy Rain. So that in itself is, is a complete positive. Yeah, and you're not the only person in the Discord saying that. Just kind of yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have played this, but we're doing it for Game Club, and I've thoroughly enjoyed it. And that's yeah. been really nice to hear. All thanks to you, Kel. Uh, well, yeah. It's not exactly an original idea, but I just made it. I just did it. <laughs> no, you've done really well. So just one character that actually hasn't came up yet is Amanda. What did you make to her? Because she appears, like, say, three or four times, sort of giving Connor a debriefing. Mm-hmm. Um I never fully understood. I mean, obviously, I, I sort of figured she's, she was like she's the Amanda, overseer. Right? Yeah, I like the kind of overseer, and I, yeah. I didn't fully understand the character. Like, I knew yeah, her motivation right. was she was trying to keep Connor on the straight and narrow, trying to get him to complete his mission. Yeah. And she was, she was like, "We need to figure out what's going on here before this affects cyber life." Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until I sort of looked into it, like on the internet that I found out, so she's got like a full backstory, and again, I think you can get this from the uh, co- the collectibles throughout, but she was like she was uh, Kamsky's lecturer. Yes. And so apparently she died in 2027, though, so it's actually an AI version of her well, that, yeah, he, yes. that he's made. Yes, because you see there's, there's a point, one of the times when you when you leave her, you like zap into Connor's body. So it's all being done like yeah. via computer. I, I I didn't get that until near the end. Mm-hmm. One of the last times you meet her might even be like the second last, but that became evident to me then that this isn't a real world that you're in. Yeah. She's cold as fuck her. Oh, fuck. I, yeah. Yeah. Does not give a fuck. What happened to your Hanks? I didn't see him again. After I shot Chloe, I never saw him again. Oh, really? Yep. What were you, Callum? He killed himself. What? So the the the, the chapter when uh, Marcus goes back to see Carl, and then uh, Connor goes round to um, Hank's house, and I tried to say sorry or something. Hank was having none of it. Mm, yeah, he's sitting there with his gun, and I walked to the front door, and all he was, Boom! and then Sumo started getting upset, and that was it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, despite having a sort of neutral outlook with him, I I was the same. Right. Okay. Because I'd almost, I, I felt like I'd got him back on side. And it did, at times I did have neutral 
My, because there's people out there. I think I'm sure someone on our Discord said that you can end, survive. I well, they, apparently the end of it, you Connor and Hank go out for drinks together or something, which is just <laughs> ridiculous in itself. Yeah, apparently so. I'm not. I'm not talking shit. It's fucking. It's fucking short circuit. <laughs> <laughs> what was your take on RE9? I. I don't think it, RA9 is Marcus. I think RA9 is a is is, is like an is like a B. Basically, RA9 is effectively God, mm-hmm. and yeah. Marcus is Jesus, and obviously North and that are his disciples. That is clearly well for me. That's that's the message that is being portrayed. That's how I took it. That I think people are saying, "Oh, Marcus is RA9." I don't think he is, but he is the disciple of RA9, <laughs> Jesus himself. Yeah, I'd agree because I'm pretty sure the RA nine stuff starts appearing way like, before him. Aye, too early to be in to do with Marcus. Yeah. yeah. It's probably fucking uh Cliff or whatever he's what's his name? Carl. Simon. Oh Simon oh, <laughs> Simon the pedo. <laughs> I don't know where I get Cliff from. <laughs> Neither do I. Cliff. <laughs> another another pedo name. <laughs> Cliff. Where where like where where'd you even pull Cliff from? Cliff Clavin, cheers. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just read out some of the kind of feedback. Obviously, we we kind of played it as a, a group on Discord. So some comments. So Goose on Discord said, Destroy Become Human is a good game, but it's got a my first philosophy approach to its themes. It's not subtle and it's not as clever as it thinks it is, but it is entertaining and it's probably one of the best examples of the playable movie market that David Cage is cornering. The characters are fairly well-rounded for the most part, but all the villains are cartoonish in their portrayals. One of the best things about this game is discussing it with other people just to see how different your actions were. Definitely, as evidence for this podcast. I, yeah, I think me and you are kind of are, are kind of on the side of goose. There, it's not subtle, it's not cl- not clever as I think it is. Yeah, I think we're kind of on that. But it's still horrors of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Squinny, the favourite, said he hasn't quite finished it yet, but he's intrigued as to where the android story will go. So yeah, uh, Haruka on Twitter said he played it for the first time himself this year, and he was blown away by it. Decisions felt excruciating at times due to my empathy for the main characters but got a good outcome for them all though so that's, that's good. good lucky lucky mm. him you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm like you yeah. polar opposite to you donnie <laughs> fucking right i know um dragonheart you'll be on twitter said greatest greatest game i've ever played on playstation 4 good tier god tier story god tier story yeah. powerful emotions it clutches your soul and also it's based on real life today beautiful masterpiece yeah like what is your kind of I don't know thoughts on how this potentially plays out in real life. Like, I think it do could, you uh, see this happening to I an extent? Would you be surprised? No, not in twenty thirty eight anyway. But I think mm. certainly in a, in a future, it's true. Yeah, and I must say, I mean, at Dragonheart, you'll be there. One of two things I can take from that: either one, he genuinely fucking loves this game, or two, we just found David Cage's burner account. <laughs> <laughs> I think it it almost be like a sort of self fulfilling prophecy if we ever had technology that good because we've talked about can androids experience emotions can they be really alive for you know, yeah. long before it's ever been a, real, a realistic possibility so when it does and then if it ever happens yeah to be honest with you we, we, we can't go down that road and, I, and i'm gonna tell you one reason why 
Terminator. This shit doesn't end well, right? And this does not. This all looks nice and happy. But see the end of this, right? When when everyone lives happily ever after. See in twenty years time, the androids rise up and they kill every fucking one of us. Okay, it's a timeless story. That's what happened. Yeah, I, I I can honestly see it going this way. Like I remember listening to I think it was the Joe Rogan podcast, and there was yeah. someone on, and they were talking about it was an interesting episode. They were talking about AI. And they said they were like, "Look, this is irreversible. We're we're currently making stuff that is self learning AI, and if you if you get too far down this rabbit hole, like you won't be able to turn back." Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, things like this happening would not surprise me at all. Like you say, it's not happening in twenty thirty eight, but no, no. twenty fifty, I wouldn't put money against it. Yeah, I mean, we, we can't even get an electric car to do more than 300 miles yet. We ain't got, we ain't yeah. got fucking androids coming in 15 years yet. Although, no, it's going to take time. Although, have you seen the Boston Dynamics videos the, yeah, with the yeah, guns now? Yeah, quite freaky. That's, that's no, pure no, black. No. It's, you know, they had like, dancing robot dogs. Well, they've got guns All now. Right. I'm trying, oh, I'm trying to get a video. It's pure black mirror. Mm-hmm. That's it. And that's happening now. Fucked it. Yeah, and to wrap up, Tam said that Donnie made awful decisions and he wouldn't trust him to save a species. Not valid point. Mm. Valid point. Clearly, if I, everything I've said, that's pretty valid. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Hank. I, I, I don't think anyone would. Um, one thing I would say, like, so I, I honestly thought, so you, you, neither of you guys played um, Beyond Two Souls, which was the David Cage's previous game. No. No, I've, so, I've got it sitting in the backlog. I've never played it, though. It's, it's definitely worth a play. Like it does, it is good, and I think I guess maybe said this on Discord, but one of the main gripes against it was the fact that you sort of play it all out of order. So I think like one of the like the second or third scene should technically be one of the last scenes, and it jumps about in terms of timeline, uh, and it was quite confusing. But when it came to PlayStation Four, they added an option where you could play it in chronological order, which certainly helped. Apparently, right. I've not I've, I've not went back and played it that way, but I, I imagine it would make it better. Um, but I remember at that point that one of the criticisms levied against it was that the animation was good and the mocap was good, but it felt a little bit robotic. And so going to Detroit Become Human... Like it was almost perfect for him because, like, like we're saying, I think it's absolutely brilliant, and I think it's spot on. But see if anything does seem a little bit robotic, it's fucking ideal because mm-hmm. you're just like, well, it's a robot, so a robot. that yeah. that's 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 bang on. <laughs> like, so he almost it's almost like he was like, I'll fucking show you robotic. <laughs> Fair play. No it turned out my game. <laughs> Do not fucking insult me. <laughs> okay, so are there any closing thoughts? Um, just, I'm, I'm really glad we did this. Like, Same. I think, I think Callum's absolutely played a blinder here by bringing this up and getting us, getting us started. Everyone's going to be wrapping up this game this week and raring to go for for month two. And I think it's, it's really taken off, and it's all down to him. So, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I mean, that's, well done. It's turned out to be a, the absolute perfect choice for first game to do it. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I would say so as well. Yeah, and yeah, and and to be fair, like like I said at the start, you know, I wouldn't have played this otherwise, you know. So I'm I'm glad I did, um, and it gave me a chance to play because I have thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm probably in the minority of people that haven't played it right enough. But if you haven't and you're listening, fucking give it a chance because it is it is really good. Yeah, I'm away to download Beyond Two Souls now. There we go. <laughs> I might do the same. 
Oh well, make a fucking love these games. <laughs> okay, well, we'll wrap up here then. Thanks again, Callum, for joining us to Donny as well. And myself. Yeah. I'm not gonna thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> you shove your company. Yeah. Phase we two hope- in motion. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed listening and do check back in with us for our usual weekly episodes that are released on a Thursday. We will have another monthly wrap-up at the end of the month and then we'll also be doing another Games Revisited game mid-month as well. So, Yep. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. Thank Thanks you for all. Listening. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.